The following program is possible because of your prayers and generous financial support. Jesus said, Go into all the earth and preach the good news. Jesus saves. Jesus loves, and Jesus is coming back. Jesus came to give us life and have it abundantly. This is the Abundant Life Broadcast. generational curses on our lives? What does God's word actually say about generational curses post-Jesus? Welcome to the Abundant Life Broadcast. I'm your host, yours truly, Daniel J. Pitts. In today's message, we are diving deep into the word of God regarding a misunderstood and controversial subject of generational curses. Do generational curses actually even exist today? Or are they just really bad choices we make in our lives? So before we discuss what the Bible says about these, let's define what these are. A generational curse is believed to be passed down from one generation to another due to rebellion against God. If your family line is marked by divorce, incest, poverty, anger, or other ungodly patterns, the world would say, and unfortunately some Christians would say, you're likely under a generational curse. The Bible says that these curses are tied to choices. Let's pray. Lord, today we pray this word resonates with those that need to hear this. For so many years, your people have been told that they or their family members have been afflicted with the sins of their ancestors or generations before them. We know that the power of and the blood of Jesus Christ breaks every chain and addiction over people's lives. I pray that your people will know they are more than conquerors through you and that today's message will speak to those that need to hear this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have your Bibles handy, please turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy 3019. So 3019 says, This day I will call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now, choose life so that you and your children may live. We clearly see here in the text, either choose life and blessing or death and and curse. Curses. People make choices and choices make people. Let me say that again. People make choices and choices make people. Our families have the greatest influence on our development, including the development of our patterns of sin. Some people 
even assert that family of generational curses are passed down along with generational lines. This belief comes from the Old Testament passage where they say that God punishes the children and their children for the sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generation found in Exodus. So let's read Exodus 34.7. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquities and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty visiting the inequity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children until the third and to the fourth generation. Whether or not families inherit spiritual curses, and I do not believe that a follower of Christ can inherit a spiritual curse, if there were such a generational or family curse, it would be most likely upon a non-believer, in, in my opinion. However, we do know that everyone sins, but just as culture, ethnicity, and gender steer our patterns of sin in a particular direction, so do our families. We inherit many traits and preferences from our parents that aren't always a positive influence on ourselves or others. When we acquire a sinful habit or belief that negatively affects our lives or those around us, we are quick to call this a generational curse. It is the negative side of behavior passed down through the generations, but it is possible to break this cycle of suffering. And we can do that through the blood of Jesus Christ. Based on text taken out of context and used as pretext, it has become increasingly common for Christians to suppose that they are victims of generational curses. As such, they suppose they have inherited demons ranging from anger to alcoholism, from laziness to lust. But with closer examination, however, this demonstrates this notion to be seriously flawed. See, Scripture clearly communicates that choices, not curses, are passed on through generation. Let's look at Exodus 20.5. The Bible says that children are punished for the sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generation. The children of alcoholic fathers frequently suffer neglect and abuse as a direct consequence of their father's sinful behavior. And let's just let's not just pick on fathers. Obviously there's alcoholic moms as well, right? So children would also suffer neglect and abuse from the direct consequence of their mother's sinful behavior. But moreover, the descendants of those who, you know, hate God are likely to follow in the footsteps of their forefathers as well. So an atheist family, a family of mom and dad don't love God. They don't, they don't believe in God. They are not Christ followers in any way. They have never reared up their children, right, to, to love the Lord, never taken them to church, don't believe in it. That's, that can also be passed on. We see that so many times, right, being passed on from family member to family member and, and on the line down it goes. Scripture explicitly tells us that the son will not share the guilt of the father, 
nor will the father share the guilt of the son. Ezekiel 18.20 tells us, Indeed, when ancient Israel quoted the proverb, the fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on the edge, God responded in no uncertain terms. And God said, As surely as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. The soul who sins is the one who will die. So right here, this is outlined and framed this Bible study and this discussion perfectly. It just We just read it. God himself is rebuking them and saying, don't use this proverb anymore. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. The soul who sins is the one who will die. So we see here, it is not... A generational curse. God is saying to each their own, basically. The soul or the person, right? Take out the word soul, put the word person. Who sins is the one who will die. Finally, while the notion of generational curses is foreign to scripture, there is a sense in which the curse of sin has been passed on from generation to generation. Through the first Adam, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. But through Jesus Christ, atonement is offered to all, says Paul. Just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. Romans 5.18. Through no act of our own, we are condemned. Likewise, through no act of our own, we are saved. Romans 5, 12 through 21. Are we setting ourselves up and our family up for spiritual failure? Are we cursing ourselves or our generations beyond us with our tongues? Are we speaking negative curses over ourselves or others? We know the tongue can bless or it can curse. God created the earth just by a spoken word. We can either edify and lift each other up or speak death over ourselves and other people. Ephesians 4.29 tells us, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. In James 1.26, we see, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. We see scripture after scripture where God's word warns us against using our tongue or spoken word for bad or negative over ourselves or others. Because many believe they are recipients of a generational curse, they will act out accordingly. My parents, my grandparents, and great-grandparents all ended their marriages in divorce. So God has placed a generational curse over my marriage and my children's marriages. They're also marked because of the sins of my ancestors. No, this is not correct. We need to stop this wrong and misunderstood teaching. We just read in God's word that 
people make choices and choices make people. We choose life and blessing or death and curses. Everything is always our choice. We have free will. We have free will to serve and worship God. No one makes us worship God. We do it because we love him. It's our free will. The devil has lied to many, to many, many people about generational curses. And unfortunately, many have been deceived, including God-fearing Christians. John 8.36 tells us, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. There is freedom from bondage and any chain, any chain that holds you back, you can find freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. We will conclude today's message in just a moment. Daniel Pitts here, host of the Abundant Life radio broadcast. We trust you are enjoying today's message. We are excited to share some great news with you. We are officially set up with Patreon. Please consider giving to this ministry and becoming a ministry partner with Daniel J. Pitts Ministries and help us get the word out that Jesus saves and Jesus is coming back. Your financial support allows us to print ministry materials and helps keep our radio podcast ministry on the air. The Abundant Life broadcast is heard over various online platforms, including some local radio stations. Your contributions are a blessing to this ministry. Thank you for your prayers and generous financial support. God bless you. And now, back to the conclusion of today's message. Welcome back to the Abundant Life broadcast. Today we have been discussing generational curses. In closing, maybe you have inherited a bad family choice, or maybe the choice has begun with you. Either way, God has a plan for your freedom that will shatter the chains of that cycle forever. It will stop it in your life, and it will stop it from passing on to your children. Ezekiel 18, 1-4 states, The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, What do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying the fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge? As I live, says the Lord God, you shall no longer use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine, the soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine. You can be free. John 8, 31-36 reminds us that as we abide in Jesus Christ, we receive His freedom. Not only has Jesus set us free from our sins, He has set us free from the penalty, the moral liability, and the ongoing curse of that sin. Jesus Christ is the anointed one. That means he is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God in our lives. There's going to come a time when the fathers may eat sour grapes, but the children's teeth will not be set on edge when the curse will not be passed down from generation to generation 
It doesn't have to be like father, like son. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we have a new and better covenant with God the Father. Through Jesus' blood, he forgives us our sin and delivers us from all iniquity. God has redeemed us from the curses being passed on from one generation to the next. This redemption comes as we understand that the root of our problems is in the spiritual realm. As we apply God's word and power to our lives and we choose to walk in righteousness and obedience to God, the chains of bondage will be broken. The freedom we have longed for can finally become reality. Today and every day, let's choose life and blessing over death and curses. Well, that's the broadcast today. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Daniel J. Pitts Ministries and the Abundant Life radio broadcast. Until next time, God bless you. We never want an end to program without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your soul. He loves you so very much. His love is more than you and I can even comprehend. It doesn't matter what you have done or where you have been. He just loves whether you're gay or straight, if you're bi or trans or other. Call upon the Lord today to make him your king and savior. Please just repeat this very simple prayer after me. Jesus, I know I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins, the ones I know and those I don't know. Please come live inside me, dwell within me, and possess me with your love. Make me a new creation in you. I love you, Lord. Thank you for being my savior. We believe if you prayed that simple but honest God-felt prayer, you are now born again and part of God's kingdom and his loving family. He really does love you. And we would like to know about your decision to follow Christ today. Would you please send us a quick email letting us know this? Go to DanielJPittsMinistries at gmail.com. Once again, welcome to God's family. We would love to connect with you by email danieljpittsministries at gmail.com, order ministry materials, or just engage with us. We love hearing from our partners. Make sure to like and follow us on our various social media platforms on Facebook at DJP Ministries. Listen to us on iTunes, radio.com, Podbean, YouTube, and a radio station in your local market area. Together, we can live the abundant life in Christ. Thank you for listening to the broadcast today. We would love to get today's message into your hands. These teachings will bless and enhance your walk with Christ. To order ministry materials or to connect with us by email, go to Daniel J. Pitts Ministries at gmail.com. 
Please remember, God loves you and don't let anyone tell you different. Until next time, live your abundant life in Christ. The Abundant Life Broadcast is a Daniel J. Pitts Ministries presentation and is brought to you by our ministry partners, prayer partners, and friends who financially support our ministry efforts. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved.